Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, Race season, season 13. 13. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT podcast. Clank. Clank. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. <gasps> Very, I'm very excited. Why, why, Tom? Are you excited because it's the finale? It's the finale. We made, baby, we made it. We made it. To to be honest, like we actually made it. Do you feel like this has (laughs) been uh, like a year-long project? Long like a marathon, strong like a Megatron. I mean, I think it's gone on longer than lockdown. (laughs) I think it started before lockdown and it's ending like we're well into the recovery period. It's it's been, I think, I think almost certainly the longest ever season of Drag Race. After this was season three. Yes, yeah, season three was the season, before before season thirteen. Season three was the longest. Was it? Because yeah, well, they had a returning queen and a double save. Yeah, in in that season. And over here, they both favouring um, Carmen Carrera. Well, what happened? Se- season thirteen, no one went home for the first three or four episodes. True. And then we also had a double save. We did. And then no we return. had. And then we had a whole reunion episode. I mean, we always have a reunion anyway. Yes. Um, I will say probably season five was probably another quite long season because I think that one had... Oh, no. Season 11 had the most queens ever, didn't it? With 15. Season 11. Who won that one? Uh, Evie. Evie. Mm-hmm. Evie. Anyway, welcome back. We're going to be looking at the finale for season 13. Yes. If you are new, welcome to the podcast. My name is Bolo. I am a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. Tom here is a psychiatrist. Allegedly. Why is it that allegedly, Tom? <laughs> because are you... It's yet to be proven. Tom, are you... Roll the tapes. Do I ever make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. True. So, Tom Sakaris, what we do is we uh, we give off feedback and our opinions on one of our favourite shows, RuPaul's mm. Drag Race. Absolutely. I hope that you guys stick with us after season 13 because we're going to be doing, starting next week, they're releasing Drag Race Down Under. There's going to be no let-up because we're going to be going to Drag Race Down Under. There's only a matter of time before Drag Race España. All Star Six. Hilda, Hilda, you must be mera stupido if you think you are going to mess with our familia. I'm going to feel like I'm in a Pedro Almodovar film with that one. Um, the and then yeah, it, uh, you know it won't be long before the next season of of Canada, Holland, UK again. It's we are in an never ending cycle of yes. international. Drag Race franchises now. So if you are a super fan like mm. we are a RuPaul's Drag Race and mm-hmm. you want to hear other opinions, um, you're at the right place. Listen Definitely. to Spilling the GNT podcast, tell a friend and join us, okay? Now, before we do move on, we did get some new reviews. Oh, two reviews. Lovely. And as we do normally, we like to read them out. Now, the first one's Shout from, um, there's two reviews. Heather Lentz. Heather Lentz says, I spend every Saturday morning spilling the GNT. It's like spending an hour with friends talking Aww. about my favorite show. Mm-hmm. We're funny. We're smart. Oh. Our takes are usually spot on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Heather, you've, they you've... love how early that we release the pods. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we like to do. We like to record it, edit it, and put it out straight away. So that as soon as you watch the podcast, Mm-hmm. Sorry. As soon as you watch the show, and you you know you always want to talk about it with someone, uh-huh, you? You, uh-huh. Always, you always want to hear other opinions or 
what you do is you watch it and then our podcast should be out this, very, very soon. But basically, the show is us just doing that out loud, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> now, love listening to Paolo break down the performances. He notices things only a performer mm-hmm. will know to look oh, out yeah, for. Thank definitely. you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Because you're me. a professional. Professional. You are. And Dr. Tom is engaging in fun and has a deep knowledge of fashion and gets all the references. <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> That's no, so sweet. Nothing about psychiatry there. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like Alleged. the fashion stuff, yeah. Like I'm always learning about and I actually see Drag Race as a way of teaching myself more about like fashion and pop culture. Yes. Yeah. Then that's a give them a listen, you won't be disappointed. Thank you so much, Heather Lynn. So lovely. And then Thank the other you. one is from Rennie. Narini says, I love this podcast so much. It feels like I'm listening to my old crew have a chat. Aww. Recently moved to towns and none of my friends watch Drag Race. What? Get some new friends. Girl. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how to respond to that. Get some new friends. Yeah, but, I'm sure they're lovely. I'm sure they're lovely, but get some new friends. Oh, and then um, Heather, uh, sorry, Rini, Rini goes, they obviously need to find better friends. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. How yeah. how dare they? Yeah, how very dare they. So this they. fills the void of real human interaction. It's so mm-hmm. nice to put my headphones in and ignore my children. <laughs> She says, JK, or am I? I really like but that. But you didn't actually. say JK. I, th- I think she's on our wavelength to that. JK, or am I? Yeah, JK, am I? Girl, we got you. We got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we feel you. Mm. We don't need no kids, but I, I understand. Listening to unbiased commentary on the favorite show. Look forward to hearing the opinions on Drag Race Australia. Yes, I'm going to say it as Drag Race Australia, because I don't see no Kiwis leaving me reviews. So right now, it's Drag Race Australia that we're going to be podcasting After next week. And I will keep saying it's Drag Race Australia until I get someone from New Zealand say hi. I mistakenly write a review. said Australia for weeks and you bit my head off. <laughs> Every single time. Well, you but know, now you're saying it. Anyway, thank you very much for everyone for writing reviews. If you'd like to do so, I mean, mm. open up that Spotify, open up Apple Podcasts, write us a review. How about algorithm as well. and yeah, and Podchaser mm-hmm. if you don't have um, a way of writing review and just send us a message. We love hearing yeah. it. It helps our ego. And I love all the interactions that I'm getting on the Instagram as well. I'm getting some lovely messages there too. Now. Cool, thank you. Now, we're going to be looking at finale. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into it, I actually want to look at the favorite finale moments. So do, do you have any finale moments that just really pop out to you? I mean, just the one... I guess we're talking... Um, if we're talking about lip syncs... Use your words. I know, I know. I'm just so overwhelmed with moments. Moments. Um, if we're talking about lip syncs in like the new format, I mean, it just has to be the Shea versus Sasha... Rose Petal because it just changed everything. It, it literally That's not did. an exaggeration. It changed everything in terms of RuPaul's Drag Race finales. There's the change in format and like Sasha with that reveal made everything worthwhile. Yeah. Turned it into more than a lip sync. She turned, well, you know, a lip sync is an art form anyway, but she just turned it into this high art expression as only Sasha can do. Obviously, that was tinged as well with Shay's heartbreak, which was horrible to watch. So it was so bittersweet. It was such a cut-off. Mm. Like, you know, we always talk about lip-sync assassins. Mm-hmm. We literally saw an assassination. It was a massacre. Like, it was, like, you know, you know, people like Death by a Thousand Cuts. Like, she just kept going. Death by a Thousand Petals. But it really was. Mm. It's like Razor Leaf. Bulbasaur, Razor Leaf. You <laughs> know, dance. It was like she was going in. <laughs> Vile poom, I, and like, dance. No one remembers Shay in there. And, like, mm. how would you feel? Imagine being Shay Kula and knowing that you've just been killed off. Thing is, Shay put in a really competent, confident lip sync that in the main series would have won her a lip sync. She just came up against 
a high art monster, basically. It was a force, wasn't it? And yeah. also another thing that I remember when I look at uh, lip syncs is we have to talk about Asia. Oh. O'Hara Asia, Asia, versus darling. Cameron Michaels. Asia, my darling. Asia. Yeah, to this day, I cannot watch their lip sync. I had a little to rewatch this day, I can- How? How did you do it? Um, Through my fingers like that. Um, it was it, it's it's cringeworthy but my favorite bit yeah is at the end when Cameron Michaels does not know what the hell is going on and she's rubbing her arm as a comfort gesture and looking down and trying to figure out what these things are crawling on the floor those poor butterflies what, what was she thinking what? I, I don't think she well like butterflies like, oh, I mean, I just, I don't understand. Did she think, oh, were they trained? Were they going to just <laughs> fly around her during the whole lip sync? They may have been trained, but they were barely conscious. That's the problem. Um, I do believe there are many butterfly casualties, unfortunately. I if, mean, it was a Mar- if it was like a Mariah Carey song, you know, like a It didn't butterfly. work with Nasty, did it? didn't it? work with no. Nasty Girl. So what, I was like, what are you doing, girl? She was Clearly, she had this beautiful moment in her head that she hadn't thought out. I think there were many interviews about it afterwards, and I'm sure she said she'd done it in live outdoor performances before, and it had worked, something like that. Or she, she'd actually rehearsed it a lot. But the thing is, it was in a theatre, under hot lights. Where were the butterflies going to go? Apparently, and, like, they are living creatures at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? It was, oh, gosh, it was an assassin. <laughs> I mean, that was a true assassination. <laughs> she was a lip sync She killed those damn butterflies. Know, yeah. And then we also have to look at uh, Eureka. No, people, when I look at season, was it season 10 that Aquaria won? It's the same season as Asia. That same yeah. season, when it was Eureka versus Aquaria, I want to be very, very honest when mm-hmm. I say that the lip sync between Aquaria and Eureka in the semifinals, mm-hmm. Eureka to me won. If I was judging mm-hmm. that, in all honesty, Eureka won. Eureka had mm. a good build up. Mm-hmm. Eureka knew the, the words. She. Aquaria came out too hard. Right she came away. Out, she came yeah. out too hard straight away. Like when you start at a hundred, you have to maintain a hundred mm-hmm. for the whole song, and then and then after a while, hundred just gets quite boring. You don't. There's no yeah. no dynamics. There's no change. There's yeah. no levels. It's like what do you do when Eureka you start there? Eureka had a nice build, and you told me that you just told me not there's long ago. Backstage tea from that. So I've seen several sources, people who were there and watched it. Not me, not saying to me personally, but, you know, interviews online and stuff. People who were there um, said that actually, and you can actually just about see it in the footage, Aquaria fell uh, when she was doing a handspring. There's a bit where you can see her doing a handspring into a spin and she does it really, really awkwardly and you never see her land. And then they cut the next cut to Aquaria. She's doing a split about 10 feet away from where she landed. Um, so they did edit out a stumble from Aquaria. And apparently as well, the audience got your sense that Eureka was the winner and started chanting for her. And then the other half of the audience started chanting for Aquaria. And then um, Rue, apparently the double um, Shantae there, apparently was quite impromptu and they had to re-edit and redo the teleprompters and things after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I saw it the first time, I was like, oh my God, mm. Eureka won. I mean, Eureka's won. There's no way Aquaria won there. Mm-hmm. But then when she said it was a double Shantae, you're both, you're both going to the finale. I was mm-hmm. like, well, 
she obviously looked at the report card. Aquaria has mm-hmm. been killing it. Aquaria won the ball. Aquaria won snatch game. Yeah. Aquaria was never in the bottom. She was never in the bottom two. So it made it made sense for her to take Aquaria into it. So it was good that she took into you, account the final report card. Yeah. But based on that lip sync alone, Eureka should have gone to the finale. Eureka had a great track record going into the finale as well, although she had lip synced at least twice. Mm. Um, which I've been saying for weeks now that no queen has ever won when they've lip synced twice. But I forgot about Drag Race Canada because Priyanka weren't having lip sync twice. Did she? Exactly. Did she really exactly. win? I mean, they gave her the prize money, but did she really <laughs> win? No. Priyanka, no. I mean, she's got dementia. Early on, she had dementia. She didn't even know what her name was. What's my name? What's my name? But people had to keep telling her, your name is Priyanka, girl. Get it. Get it. Wake up. It's tragic. Wake up, Pearl. It's tragic. Wake up. Now, before we move on, I want us, everyone knows this finale moment mm. when Violet Chachki oh. walks out to oh. present the winner for season eight. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that moment? I remember where I was when I saw it. It was flashbulb memory, as we call it. When I saw it, I was like, oh my God. Mm. Imagine being um, Bob the Drag Queen, Naomi Smores, and Kim Chi, <laughs> and waiting to be crowned by the previous winner. And then that comes up. Especially Naomi and um, Kim, Chi. Kim Chi as like look... Look fashion queen. queen. Exactly. And then she comes up looking like that. She made RuPaul look basic. Oh, it was just the prosthetics. I bet you RuPaul had a, she she would have been like, producers, um, I didn't give her this clearance. How come, um, um, no one told me about the dress. How come she walked out in that dress? No one talked to me about, what is this? What is the meaning of this? Yeah. (laughs) How did you let her go out like that? What's happening? Sweetie, what's going on? How's this? this? What's going on? Okay. So before we get into actually the finale, the actual finale moment, Mm -hmm. what were some of your favorite season 13 moments? I'll tell you which bit I've like replayed the most, if you like. And that's the phenomenon performance because it was so, so good for so many reasons. Because in Congratulations, I'm going to say, was a little bit of a drab performance. I think the song like has less impact as well. But phenomenon, the, the choreo and each girl having her moment and just... The, the verse is being so good. And what I really liked about it as well was that like they were the underdogs and they had this sense of togetherness and they did these really clever bits in between, you know, like passing the baton bits between the verses, like um, like Tamisha high-fiving Utica and um, uh, Kimura doing that funny little thing with Joey J. And it was just so, so good in so many levels. It was one yeah. of my favourites. I, I have to agree with you. Phenomenon was mm-hmm. the best out of... The best, one of the best performances in the history of the show. One Even of the, the best, rap, one the of the rap. best ensemble performances. You know, the, I, your classic girl right. group challenge. It is the best choreography, full stop, for all of RuPaul's Drag Race, and mm-hmm. it came from the girls, not from a guest, yeah. not from Todra Hall, not from um, Jamal Sims. Mm-hmm. It didn't come from um, Miguel Zarate. It didn't come from anyone else. It came from the actual girls. It they felt, did. Yeah. That was the best choreography. I've seen. It felt like it was spearheaded by Denali and Rosé with some help from Joey J. And also, no, no, no. It was, it was, it was the choreographer was Denali, mm-hmm. and the assistant choreographer was Rosé. And Tamisha gave a little bit of correction halfway through as well. Do you remember? Yeah, that was funny. So yeah, um, when I look at season thirteen, my favorite moment, everyone's favorite moment, was Candy versus Tamisha. Oh, I said what I said. So memorable, little girl. Little girl. And I love that somebody, be- oh, you know, I'm going to translate it. It was like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> somebody be- tell me, I'm going to, I'm about to hurt someone. She goes, and then her response yeah, was, so good. you may hit many things, but you won't hit me. 
girl, I just love that. Just like Tamisha's just like willingness to stare Ooh. her down as well. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, you may think you're intimidating me, but you're just not. Yeah, what's your name again? Yeah. What's your name again? <laughs> sorry, how did you get here? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm sorry, what's your name again? Yeah. To paraphrase Bianca Del Rio. Should we get into the actual finale? Yeah, I mean, can Should I just also it? give special mention to some of the runways this season that I loved? Go on. Uh, Got Mick and... Um, uh, Simone in particular just absolutely stormed the runway all season. Some really memorable looks there. Well, so did Simone, to be honest. I just said Got Mick and Simone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Sorry, I wasn't listening to No, they were fine. And like Simone, like her brand is so clear. And when I was thinking about her best look, she really does represent black excellence. Absolutely. She had that amazingly powerful Black Lives Matter look. She had her Nubian warrior princess look. That's probably my favorite. The yeah, do-rag. The do-rag look was fantastic. Yes. Um, and Gottmik just like had like this amazing kind of glam meets rock meets goth meets pop kind of aesthetic. She's just so, so good. And I will give special mention as well to one of my favorite looks all season, which is Utica's um, sleeping bag look, which yeah. is just beautiful. What's even more amazing about it mm-hmm. was that she created that. That's and, not yeah. something that she brought with mm-hmm. her. That's something that she created. And I still give so much reverence to drag queens who make their own stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing to, to be able to afford... Um, these lovely gowns that you see Simone wearing, that you mm-hmm. see Gottmik wearing, how they have all these contacts and this money. But yep. pure drag excellence mm-hmm. to me is when you take it back to the roots and when you make your own shit. If you oh, can well, make if you can make your own stuff and it looks mm-hmm. like that, then you get points I'll tell you in my what, books. Like Simone and Gottmik had budget this season because a lot of their looks were made by Marco Marco, with them being <laughs> LA residents. And um, also Simone's wearing actual Moschino on the red carpet for the finale. Okay. Just, I know we've got to move on, but just quickly before we do, I want to hear what your favourite lip sync My favourite lip sync performance is, has to be Lala Ree. Oh, so good, um, Lala. Um, I'm so fancy. Oh, picking up those tips. Yeah, that, that's it. Uh-huh. When she picked up those tips and she was just like really like, mm-hmm. like ratchet and her movements, I so just good. loved it. Mm-hmm. And also we have to look at Denali, Denali versus Kamora. Mm-hmm. That, what was that song? 100%. 100%. I mean, that was Pure it. love, pure love, 100%. Yeah. All right. I want to get into the finale. Do you? I would love to, please. Let's go. And we are starting the grand finale. You know what's really, really great? Is uh-huh. We're actually starting the grand finale with a performance by RuPaul. A live performance. As though as though it's like an, an actual gig. We don't really <laughs> see this. We don't see this. No, she tends... Well... She seems to do like a little thing a little, with the girls, a jig. but this yeah. was actually like her doing an actual gig, which is, I think is one of the first times that she's ever done this. So I want to say props to her. First of all, she's doing it with dancers, uh-huh. and we have to remember she's about eighty-five years old. Oh, and several she's moving. hundred years yeah. at this point. Actually, she's been around. Uh-huh. No, I screamed you because did. I screamed. I'll tell cup. you why. Because I was watching the dance, and I was like. Oh my god, that's Mikey. So one of the dancers <laughs> is my friend Mikey, yeah. who I danced with in New Zealand. And you guys have been chatting about CrossFit. And now we've been lately, chatting about CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's Mikey. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so I'm just messaging him now, going, is there any tea? 
<laughs> that you want to so hopefully An in the duration in the, uh, for the duration of this podcast hopefully he re- he uh, replies <laughs> with something he can tell me but no one of my mates are on there and I'm like good on you so we actually start the finale with the girls presenting three looks now this is amazing we've never seen this before in a finale and I will say that these looks were so expensive looking really highlights the amount that the girls have to spend I hope that some of these designers are sponsoring them and seeing it as a way of getting exposure because like these looks like they they look like they cost a bomb yeah um and they spend so much on the show anyway exactly right so the first queen that we get to see hold on the first category is black and white black and white and we got gottmik walking down so she's come out with like a monochrome femme take on a pinhead from hellraiser do you remember that film no this is a horror film and the main character literally has pins coming out of his head and so she's done like a crystal version of it and he wears like a latex fetish kind of bodysuit and she's femmed it up and created this monochrome dress absolutely fantastic and pure got mick yeah yeah i mean i like it I, I don't have any references like you tom i'm here to show off <laughs> okay i'm just here to express myself so <laughs> i just like the look Beautiful. It was really, really punk rock. It was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. beautiful. No, Candy Muse comes out looking so stunning with a lovely black and white. I love that wig. Mm. I love how there's the BLM, Black Lives Matter kind beautiful. of um, flowy. What do you call that, Tom? Well, it, it's, it's kind of like a bit of a mullet dress because it's short at the front and long at the back. Um, she kind of looks like a young Cruella de Vil to me, but obviously, you know, giving us this really important Black Lives Matter uh, message. So it's really, really beautiful beautiful yeah 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 i like I, it I, I love seeing candy like looking like a million dollars as well because we saw a couple of dodgy looks from her this season what but like it's so nice yeah. to see her let's, like let's be honest the last this is i don't know if this looks great because her last two looks were just like uh what the hell is happening last she three. had that um the last three looks were just what the hell is happening yeah and then we get this excellence here i think it's lovely i, I love, love seeing her cinched and quaffed and looking like a million dollars yes silky yeah. silky nutmeg please take notes <laughs> this is how you pad your body who else doesn't know how to pad their body uh, I mean, you know, I think it's really, really difficult when you're a big girl. Um, Silky struggled with it. But there are so many, like, really quite big girls who pad Latrice, amazing. Latrice, Eureka. Eureka. They pad beautifully. Exactly. So there's no excuse because we've seen it done. Sorry. <laughs> Now, Rosé's coming out in black and white. Now, this is a very music theatre yeah. kind of um, licorice uh Finish my sentence, Tom. It's, I'm, I'm running out of things to say on, here. It's very on brand for us, because, like I say, it's, music, it's it's a reference to My Fair Lady. This is a reference to the costume that she wore in like the Day at the Races scene. Yeah. Um. So she had that monochrome gown, um, you know, which is quite quite old school, a bit Victoriana kind of thing, but absolutely stunning. She got the hat. She got the umbrella. Really good reference. I love it. I just think of candy when I see that, like actual candy, like a candy store. Mm-hmm. Now we got, who's this girl? Miss Simone coming out. Tom, you're going to have to help me. All I see is big, big wig, big dress. What and an durag. amazing silhouette. It, it's like she's she's drawn a few different, she's a little bit Marie Antoinette with these giant panniers. She's a little bit um, Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind, but giving it a black excellence twist with this beautiful afro. She just looks stunning. Yeah. She looks like as if Diana Ross played Scarlett O'Hara. I actually thought it was a bit hodgepodge, Tom. I thought it was a bit like... I really... I liked it. It was intricate to me. I loved it. The different textures and um, and patterns. I loved it. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, fuck my Drake. Right? <laughs> well, I, indeed. Because I didn't hear you uh, giving me a chance. Now, the next... What was the next category? Because they're already... So, it's black and white, and it's yes. just red all over. Okay. So, the next one is red all over. Got Mick, I have to say, she knows how to do fashion. She's just, again, like the rock and roll references. So, this silhouette is derived from a really famous David Bowie look. Um designed by Kansai Yamamoto, who was a designer during the kind of like Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin Sane era. And he wore these crazy big like circular trousers. And so that's where the silhouette comes from. But the print is derived from Keith Haring, the the pop artist. Um, again, um, you know, very supportive of queer causes. And, yeah. Um, so great. Love her. For she me, it's just a lovely... It's, it's just so pretty and so gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. The, the patterns, how clean it is, the the flamboyancy of the fashion. I just, I think it's really, really great. She's just like drawn on like two queer icons and like created um, a mixture. You know, she's got the silhouette of a Bowie look and a Keith Haring pattern. It's just fantastic. What about Candy Muse who are uh, wearing a, is that leather? Possibly. I think it's probably like pleather. Um, but she looks gorgeous. I will say, typically with Candy, probably like a little bit less of a concept than the other girls, but still looking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes in. She's, this is very Candy, isn't it? Candy Muse. It's a Candy Ho then, because it's Ho. She's Candy. You know, she's it's, <laughs> Candy Muse is a Ho. Yeah, she's got this little like Versace esque kind of pleathery latexy mini dress and she looks very very sexy it's kind of a throwback to her entrance look which is all denim and she had the huge boom box Mm -hmm. now in the finale finale, she's coming out in leather with her earphones in and she's got this kind of small little radio boom box do you think that symbolizes that she's become a more considerate person because before she would have been blasting out her tunes on her boom box but now she's got her earphones on Mm, maybe she's blocking up the haters because <laughs> because be. Lord knows that she's been getting a lot of those during the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, people got too much time in their hands. Trolls got too much. I mean, find a bridge, oh. park it under there. Like <laughs> no one needs to hear your. Crap. Go scare some goats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I got no, I got no time for haters. I got no time for trolls. Candy is excellent. Um, she, she does what Candy does. Candy well, and you have to celebrate her. Do you know what I love about these looks that she's portraying as well is that she she's cinching beautifully and it really. Mm. Really flat as her. I need to say that Candy, does Candy deserve to be in the top four? Absolutely not. But am I angry she's there? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's there, so yeah. I'm still going to appreciate what course, she presents. Of course. But I'll, I mean, come on, let's be real. Like, we watch, we watch the same show. Yeah. Candy should not be in the top four, but, but she's, she's here. She's here. She's here. So, so um, let's. Rude uh, decision, not exactly. ours. Exactly. So it is what it is. It's almost a bit Gaga esque, this look as well. I want to tell you what it's something about Gottmuck, what I love about Gottmuck. People always come in, and I want to say names now. People come into Drag Race. I think mm-hmm. about um, Dusty Ray Bottoms with the dots. I think mm-hmm. about Joey J with the, the hair. Uh-huh. I think about Mo. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, who was the um, the grey hair girl? Max. Max. People come in and they have their style of drag mm-hmm. and they, they just kind of like do it without showing versatility. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you come into the show, you need to show that you can do more than just what you do well, isn't it? Now, God makes a a queen and such so intelligent. She came in walking. She walked into the run the runway. Mm-hmm. Into the workroom with her signature look. This yeah, is who Gottmik is. Exactly. Look, yeah. This is who Gottmik is. We didn't see another Gottmik, you know, a cliche traditional Gottmik look until like after halfway. Until she it came in the category. Exactly. Really, yeah. She came in there knowing that she had to transform, knowing she had to do more. What I'm loving is that now that she's in the finale and they have to show all these looks, now she's showing you more of her because mm-hmm. she can and she should. 
These yeah. are the my these are my last looks that uh, that is quintessentially gothic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you quintessentially gothic, and she's giving us that painted face. Mm-hmm. She's giving us. Pure Gottmik, and I, I just love the fact that she's actually doing that. Except other queens who are who are quite resistant mm-hmm. to the change, who are quite resistant to stepping outside the box. Do you know? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So after Miss Candy Muse, we got Rose. Rose, what does this red tree trunk look? Tom? Well, she was talking about. Re- I I got like a kind of like a, a uh, an anatomy kind of arteries kind of look from it because she comes out in this crimson kind of branched affair and i, I you know I, I i don't know the exact references she's got here but like the color scheme reminded me a bit of you know that mcqueen runway where a lot of the models were in like pure red and it was um joan of arc okay um and uh yeah and also the the kind of like body aspect of it reminds me of those gautier kind of like body muscle suits but- I, I don't know if because the category is red all over red as in the color I, I wonder if she kind of you know some people they just reach you know it's club seven they really mm. reach for something that's not there but they think that it can be there so i thought her in her mind i thought i think she went red all over red as in red for filth reading reading is from books library libraries open libraries made from paper papers made from trees i'm gonna be a tree branch <laughs> I, I, i'm just wondering does she like Maybe. really really because she for... was rooting for us i was rooting for us i got i reckon that she was actually she saw thought red blood and this is like arteries and blood yeah but maybe the producers told her like mm, that's a little bit violent you're gonna to have to just put a different spin on it okay that's what i think well you know it is what it is. I mean, it kind of reminds me of how Manila Luzon was not allowed to do that tampon look for That was misogynistic the... to tell her not to do that. Yeah. She's a drag queen. She's a drag queen who was just talking about, and you know, she was kind of highlighting the ridiculous shame that's attached to women's bodily functions. She's absolutely preposterous. Yeah. And trying to, like, celebrate it as something beautiful and the show's like, no, sorry, we can't talk about periods. Mm, mm, yeah. And they say things like, pussy on fire. Exactly. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Ah, so, oh, cunt. Ah, oh, feel like pussy. Exactly. feel like cunt. So it's okay but don't use, you dare wear a tampon. How so it's dare okay you? So it's okay to use all those misogynistic terms, but mm. not actually talk about the wonderful, beautiful functions of a woman's body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growth. Yeah. Growth, which is another thing that she could have maybe that's what the tree is. Tom. Maybe that's the tree. The tree is like, I want to yeah. to show growth as well, RuPaul's mm. Grace. Maybe the producers need a bit of growth, mm. you know, they need to branch out. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about Simone here. Simone, this is beautiful. She's used uh, nails, like these beautiful shellacked kind of red nails as as a fringe in this mini dress. Oh, that's what it is. Mm. Okay, I get it now. I get it. And there's a close-up on her feet and she's got the long talons on her, on her toes. She's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, coming out with this sort of kawaii, kind of um, Sailor Moon-esque hair. Um, it just looks stunning. This is classic Simone. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Now, the last look they have to do is their ultimate drag, isn't it? It's eleganza, extravaganza, their best look. I just want to say that when I saw Got Mix finale look, I gagged. This is wow. amazing. This wow. is this is a proper like Pokemon Mega Evolution. This is kind of like Maleficent meets Gardevoir. 
It, it, I just I don't know what to say. Other than she is the final boss on whatever whatever video game I'm playing. Yes, she just looks amazing. This is what um, Coco Montrese's look should have been for the show. Was your favorite body part, and she was showing her heart. Yeah, this is how you show your heart, <laughs> Coco yeah. Montrese. This is just amazing. Absolutely, beautiful. no words. It's art. It's I can take a photo of that, and I'll be happy to put it on our wall mm-hmm. because it's art. Let's do it. It's art, 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 art. Right. Next up, we got Miss Candy Mew. So this this is a beautiful opulent ball gown for Candy. Love the references to the peacocks because she is she is a peacock. She peacocks about. Do you know what? It kind of reminds me of um who was the um season five the la, la she did um she was with Alaska mm-hmm. in the channel. Oh yeah yeah um Lanasha Sparks. Lanasha. Does this remind you of Lanasha's finale? Look how she had that kind of mohawky. Yeah, cool. That's okay. what I. I mean, that's yeah. what I got. I think it's beautiful, and I don't think it's very very like it was a copy. I'm just saying that it kind of has uh, bits of it that kind of reminded me of that. The color scheme's lovely. I love the kind of you know she's wearing the peacock feathers and the dresses. That kind of color scheme. Yeah. Gorgeous. Rosé is another uh, finale look that just made me go, wow. Beautiful. It made me think, girl, you've already spent the $100,000, so you better win because that looks expensive. Expensive. So she's again making a reference to this kind of like Tudor heritage, um, Mary Queen of Scots, um, that kind of era. Um, again, it's also quite reminiscent of a recent Moschino runway where they did these uh, Marie Antoinette kind of silhouettes and the high hair and stuff and the the big sort of panniers. Stunning. Yeah, stunning. The, and the peppermint colour. I mean, I love it as well. I thought that was an interesting choice. I, if I were her, which I'm not, I'd have gone for more of a kind of... Rosé. Yeah. Yeah, I would have actually, actually thought she would have gone for fuchsia, uh, rosé kind of, colour yeah. because uh, that's kind of her name. Mm-hmm. Now we got the last look as Simone showing her pure excellence one, which I thought was a Medusa, a fashion Medusa. Um, but when you look at her, you turn into gold, not stone. Mm-hmm. And then kind of mixed with the Greek goddess. And then half of her body reminded me of Beyonce's radio um, clip. The radio, I'll be on the hotline like every day. Okay, yeah, well, it reminded me of her radio (laughs) look. What did you think? Well, yeah, definitely like Greek mythology references here because she's kind of like half goddess, half warrior, isn't Mm -hmm. she? So like the the goddess side, very Versace-esque kind of gown. Um, And then the the warrior side's like the Mugler kind of golden body armor, which... Beyonce actually wore in the Sweet Dreams video. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all those references in there. And she's absolutely stunning. I'm going to ask you to rank the girls from the from fourth place to first place with the, who had the best looks overall. I'll go first because you're really, really bad at um, no, I, performing I on the spot. Already. Okay, yeah. cool. So for me, the best overall was Gottmik. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Second to me, we're going to disagree on this. Second to me was Rosé. Simone. No, I see. I, I thought Rosé. Third to me was Simone. S- Rosé. Okay, and then fourth was Candy Muse. Yeah. Now, not like in a not last place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not last place, but the fourth best was Candy Muse. I would say Candy looked beautiful. She's had less of a concept than the others, that's mm. all. Let's move on. Just to keep everyone up with the know on what's happening. Mm-hmm. So far in the finale, they've just had their own kind of interview moments with RuPaul. Their little spotlight moments. Yeah, spotlight yeah, yeah. moments. Nothing that we... I don't think anything that needs to be discussed further. But Tom, there is a therapy moment oh. that I need you to help me understand, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I... And it's about Simone. I love Simone. Mm-hmm. I need you to help me understand what this is that I'm feeling because I can no longer... 
really be fully invested or believe that Simone character, that factory, that, you know, the bent mm. wrist with the up-down bobblehead. I used to love that. But now there's something about me that when I see that, I feel like it's a performance rather okay. than it's a character of hers. I feel like it's being put on because I've seen her break down so many times. And I know that what we love with Drag Race, what we love about watching this kind of show is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It's the vulnerability of each of these queens that made me break down my own stigma and my own judgment of drag queens. I remember, I I've said it time and time saying, again, yeah. I used to think that drag queens, when I used to see them when I was walking along K Road and Auckland. Didn't you? Yeah. I had so much prejudice I'm like oh my god it's disgusting what, what are they doing they're men dressing up as women like, I'm like oh yuck and they're scary and, and it was <laughs> well and they then, are scary quite and often, then I but... watched and then I watched Drag Race and I and I found out there's a person behind yes. that drag and that's what broke down that judgment for me usually that's what a made wonderful me, complex person who's exactly, expressing themselves and made me appreciate art, yeah. them as artists Absolutely. so I know that vulnerability is a part of what makes you love them but why now that when I look at Simone why now do when I see her doing her character which she always does now mm-hmm. I just don't believe it anymore what is it I just wonder if it's because uh, especially in the last few episodes when Simone with this amazing track record kind of slid a little bit and had a few like times in the bottom and that sort of thing we saw a lot we saw her rattled and we saw her shaken and we saw her vulnerability and difficulties with self-esteem underneath and she expressed in quite a frank and open way that the persona of of simone is a way of dealing with with really having quite a lot of difficulty with with being you know this shy sensitive person underneath that so i wonder because you did touch upon it a few episodes ago that perhaps you're seeing a bit too much of a disconnect that the persona of simone is too much of an kind of like opposite reaction to reggie the person underneath yes and almost as if that's artifice rather than expression i i don't personally agree with that but i can see how you might think that that's how it feels like now when i'm seeing her being you know, Simone, Simone Simonier. Mm-hmm. Now when I see it, I'm always like, ah, oh, yeah, I love it, but I just feel like it's it's artificial now. I, w- I would love I would love for Reggie just to do a little bit of work on themselves to to become a little step closer to the confidence of the Simone persona. You under- for Reggie's sake, really. You understand what I'm what I'm saying? I do, yeah. I do. I'm not saying that I think that she's a fake and, and all of that, because I love this character. I love Simone. Simone but, the character is is fantastic. Yes. But-, but there's something in me that now when I see it, I feel like it's artificial. A I bit feel like too, a bit too much of a disconnect. Yeah, perhaps. because I've seen her at her at her most vulnerable and her, her most insecure mm-hmm. and I don't believe that that character can come from that i don't believe it i feel like this is something that's projected too much and it's not her i see it a little differently i i see like good honor i i, I truly believe in the fake it till you make okay. it I, I said i felt yeah i, I said know. i felt tom i, I said i felt okay <laughs> I truly believe in fake it till you make it because I think I think it really can work. Yeah, but okay. I think I think that's a work in process for, for Simone. Can I just say what my favorite moment of the interviews was? This this raw emotion from Candy. It was, I think, what we've seen today. The emotion that RuPaul quickly dismissed. Oh, Ru, <laughs> you fake ass bitch. I love you, Ru, but like Ru was like, um, oh, that's what you've been waiting your whole life. Anyway, on to the next segment. Like, there was a literal switch in her eyes. Like, I'm fascinated by RuPaul as a person. Um, But Candy, like, had this wonderful moment when her mum was telling her how proud she was of her. And Candy made this 
awesome sweet gesture of paying for her two mums honeymoon i love seeing this side of candy i love the side of candy this is the side of candy that i can relate to yeah. because i and you, you probably heard me say this time and time again mm-hmm. but i love to make my parents proud mm-hmm. i i would love i want my parents to live in the best comfort they've, they've sacrificed so much for me and my Five brothers and two sisters. Mm-hmm. They've sacrificed everything for us. And I just want to see them live the best life now. Absolutely. And so to hear her kind of want the same for her own moms, I can relate to that. And yeah. it's this is the side that makes people fall in love with you, Candy. And totally. it's not Candy's fault. I wish the producers showed this much more of Candy than, uh, a, than, than her so, bowdy, bowdy, you know bitch, what? I'm going to break your neck kind of. Do you know what I'm going to say, though? I think Candy had to break down her own barriers to allow people to see this one of my favorite like if you like mental health moments from the the season was um candy speaking in a really frank way about the trauma that she's been through and how that shaped her personality and of course she has her guard up of course she's had to be a fighter throughout her life because she's suffered a lot she really really has she's really had to be tough so she has to trust people a lot she has to settle down before she can really open up yeah um so we saw these genuine tears of emotion from her such a sweet message from her mum and i just thought i just thought it was wonderful and it it really does to me feel like that's the conclusion of candy's storyline unfortunately the other two interviews like got mick I, she's just what? like a well-adjusted, all-round human being. I love Got Mick to bits. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's not a lot to say other than like. Well, there's not. She's, yeah, there's she's not great. much to say. She's like, got, got a great Mick, sense of humour. She's secure. She is the. She's a full package, and you know, she's a package that's ready to be a winner. I feel that. Simone's got so much more to do before she can be a winner. Like, mm-hmm. because there's that disconnect between her drag persona and her as a person. I feel Gottmik is the opposite. Gottmik knows exactly who she is. She but knows exactly what she's bringing. I think Gottmik's made that journey of self-discovery through her journey through gender identity. Mm. I think throughout that journey, she's questioned the person he beside behind Gottmik. He has questioned every aspect of himself every step along the way while discovering his gender identity. And this is who he is today. A person who's secure enough as a transgender man to perform in drag. And that's amazing. Mm, that's absolutely. really, really amazing. Absolutely. And R- Rosé's was quite a lighthearted. Look, there Rose, wasn't a lot look, to say. I, before we even get into the lip sync showdowns, I want to say this. Rosé's not going to win. And I'll tell you why she's not going to win. Because I feel that they're going to bring Laguna Blue on. And Laguna <laughs> Blue is going to be the winner. Because Laguna prediction, Blue, prediction, in my guys. opinion, Laguna the blue and stephanie Charles. she's the beyonce i'll be real when i say that she is the better singer out of the other two uh, for real uh, jan's a good singer but like jan does this annoying thing where she goes for the high notes and just because you can reach the high notes jan doesn't mean that you're hitting it ha- yeah, you, uh, no it doesn't mean that you're hitting it nice it's mm-hmm. not a nice sound it's it's, it's really really it's it's annoying to hear to, because <laughs> yeah. she's she's hitting the notes and that is the right key but it's not a nice sound and that's what she needs to understand so she's yeah so i think laguna blues are gonna win i think candy is a good lip syncer and i fear that candy might actually make the top two because she is a good lip syncer she depends who depends who candy's up against if candy is not up against rosé for example, if Candy's up against Simone or someone else, Candy has a good chance of making it to the top two. Tell you what, yeah, we've not seen Got Mick 
lip sync apart from the first episode, in which case the, the song was kind of in her favor because it was like a rock and roll teeny bopper kind of very L.A. song. Yeah. Um, Simone is a competent lip syncer. We've seen it twice. Or three times, really, because... In my opinion, Simone's the weakest lip syncer on that stage. Simone mm. and Got Mick are the two weakest lip syncs on there. The strongest lip syncer is Candy and Rosé. Depending mm-hmm. on the song and depending on the emotion being called for... Yeah. Um, determines whether Got Mick's better than Rosé. But they are both very good. Candy is a good lip syncer. I mean, you can people can love her, people can hate her, people can be indifferent, doesn't matter. Candy is a very good lip syncer. And the songs tonight are a tribute to Britney, Britney. Spears. Britney Spears. Spears. Clearly a nod to the Free Britney movement. Free Britney. Um, so that's wonderful. Lovely to pay tribute to one of our favourite pop divas. Look, let's get into it. I want to see some lip syncs. Now, the first lip sync is actually Candy Muse. Candy Muse spins it and lands on Rosé. So it's Candy Muse versus Rosé. This reminds me of a really epic moment of how Mm. now one of the finales is not going to include... The the ultimate finale is not going to be between Gottmik and Simone. And these are the two front runners. So off-reference front runners, aren't they? So I'm like, oh... Damn, like mm. only one of them is going to be in the finale moment. Anyway, let's go back to the lip sync. The lip sync is between Rose and Candy Muse, and the song is Work Bitch. You better write a good bitch. song. Yeah. Uh, how do I? Oh, actually, before I get into that, Tom, I didn't finish off the review part because I didn't want to stroke your ego because you tend to have a big one. What? Um, Rini from Australia said, P.S. I hope my drag race Australia comment hasn't put Bolo into a fit of rage that he'll take it out on the lovely. <laughs> Dr. Tom, who is a saint on this earth and should be elected the prime minister of drag race. (laughs) Tom, how many times do I have to tell you to stop making fake accounts and writing these fake ass reviews? I'm going to get on top of this. It's, you know, clearly I'm out there. Tom, you've got a problem. (laughs) You've got a problem. I'm doing it on YouTube. Rini? Rini now? Last week it was, what was your name last week? Biff? Rini is actually an anagram of Tom. Yeah, yeah. if like, you think hmm. about it i wanted to add thank that you Rini. you you too are an angel look at this earth. look at the lip sync between rosie and candy muse now tom and i are having sex on the beach um well actually that came out no yeah <laughs> yeah we are yeah you like that no we're having a sex on the beach with the cocktail uh-huh. now we're playing a game and this is a game that if you have ever binge watching rupaul's drag race mm-hmm. season 13 you can do this every time rose spins mm-hmm. take a sip take because a sip. you absolutely need to shut up yep so every time she spins <laughs> you drink because that girl loves to twirl doesn't she she, she loves, loves to twirl. it she's a twirler now i i've been watching this lip sync i'm drunk yeah so we're drunk so we're gonna have to we do a part two and record times. the rest of it next week no look at the lip sync for me the winner for me look first of all it was a lackluster performance i'm gonna have to say work- oh, lackluster is a bit unfair they both yeah. gave it a lot of energy i'm not allowed to finish the line am i mm, yeah tom it's I my just, coke I, I just okay like- you can share this you can share the <laughs> mic listen i i was lackluster and there was so many the thing about work bitch you better, mm-hmm. there's there's so many what is it and then there's the um work it out doom work it out doom work it out boom there are so many beats that you can hit 
The other aspect I'd say about it is that the lyrics absolute high camp because they're talking about, you know, you want a Maserati? You want a Bugatti? You want a hat buddy? And it's, it's like you can really, really like go for it with, with those with those lyrics. There were times in the lip sync where I could actually see Candy Muse thinking, what move am I going to do next for this count? Do you think she's quite an instinctive performer? Do you think she fully plans things? Do you think she Absolutely. feels the music? Absolutely. I think there are times when she can feel it, but I mm. think that she thinks, she dances in her head, she plans in her head what she's going to do because I saw a lot of that during here I did like the reveal from that white gown to that very very uber campy colourful uh, bra bikini I like, I like that because of the contrast in it and I couldn't see it coming per se because she looked like she had a, a dance costume on and it was like oh what, what could possibly be underneath that but I loved going from white to multicoloured Rosé's reveal was cool as well, but it was all the same colour scheme but it was very on brand she was went from Rosé to Rosé like Dressed yeah. up Rosé to Leotard Rosé. For me, this... When I... Look look at the song. Can you imagine Coco Montrese oh. doing a lip sync to this? Can you imagine Denali doing something to the... Can you imagine La La Rie dancing to this? There were just so many missed opportunities with the lyrics, with the, the beats and the okay, background, yeah, the bass. yeah, I do agree with you. That it was very, you. very, like... It was underwhelming to me. This was not a good lip sync. However, for me, if I had to choose between both of them, it would be Candy. Candy was on the floor, she's on the ground, she was hitting beats, she was performing. Although I'm, she was in her head a lot, I definitely would give it to Candy. Rose was there. I'm going to accrue those splinters in my bottom and stay on the fence for this one. I would be happy with either outcome in this case. I do think I do think both performed well. I think Candy was freer and more expressive, um, but Rose had some funny moments, like the little head bop when he's like, you want a Maserati? And so, I, I like that kind of thing. I like see, her sense of humour coming through. I actually think it's the opposite. I think Rose was more free. I think Candy was too choreographed in her head. She was very mm. much like, oh, there's a beat coming up. Oh, I want to do this and this and this. And I, there's, a, there's a part coming up where I'm going to have to be doing a lot of try to hands to try to feel that beat and feel that, that, that time and that sound. I think Rose is too planned and thoughtful to ever be truly free and i think everything is very calculated with rosé should we see who the winner is well, let's and then see. see the next lip sync mm. so the verdict is out and i just feel like i if you ever doubt my performance <laughs> critiques you need to unsubscribe and hang yourself this is <laughs> this is why we bring you along you're you're the one who knows because the winner is candy muse it was candy muse and we could see the devastation in Rosé's face. It's not necessarily a wrong decision because um, Candy performed really well. And this is what it's about. Do you know, it's really, really sad. You wonder if, look, I don't want to say anything bad. I want to say congratulations. You could tell that Rosé was heartbroken. Yes. But one of the worst things ever is wishing you did more. You know, give me more. Wishing that you did more in the moment. I don't feel that she went hard out. I, I don't feel that she went 100%. I'm going to be very, I, I very I think serious. with a song like Work Bitch, there, there were a lot of missed opportunities by both of them Listen, to make humorous camp so moves. Candies, can we just sit here and just soak this in? Candy Muse is top two for season 13. Candy Muse is top two for season 13. Candy wow. Muse is top wow. two wow. for season 13. Now let's go on to the next one. The next one is uh, Simone versus Got making the song is Gimme More. Give me I want to say this. One of my favourite Britney Spears I love songs because I love this era of exactly. Britney. I want to say this. Britney Spears is Every gay guy's dream performance. Absolutely. I want to say that one more time. Britney Spears... It's like they're not learning a new song no, at all. None no. of these girls are learning a new song. They are, oh, yay, I know the song. 
What? How did you dance with it? There's so, so it, many dance it, tutorials. There's so much that you can do with it. It's Britney Spears, Gimme More is every gay guy's dream. Not just there. It's every dancer's dream to dance. Do you know how many amazing beats and the yes. energy and the chords, yes. the progression, the music, the musicality? This is every choreographer's dream. These people have every opportunity to give us a grand, grand finale. Now, if you've got your Gay Culture 101 certificate, yeah, then you need to know that Britney Spears' Blackout is a landmark album, not just in pop music, but in gay culture. Yeah. It's when Britney, sadly, was at her lowest ebb. But fortunately for us, was producing her best music. And Gimme More was the lead single when everybody thought that Britney was like literally on the verge of something tragically awful mm. thank no. goodness she's made it through obviously she's got her difficulties and there's the conservatorship and all that stuff but this is a fantastic song <laughs> now i went into this thinking that got mick would really really get this song yeah because got mick like connects with that la culture paris hilton Lindsay lohan these are the girls that britney was partying with at the time of this song so I, I really, really thought that she would really like embrace and bring out the embodiment of the song. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Got Mick was doing the makeup for the video clip. Like, I, I wouldn't it's not be surprised ago, if she was there on the sides of the camera doing touch-ups in between takes. I Got Mick, this was your song. I want to say this again. I did not like this performance this is such a build-up to such an amazing and you know what it's not just like a you've done a the maxi challenge i know you're mm -hmm. the worst of the week now you have to lip sync to a song that you know in between learning all of this new stuff in between getting your your gowns together in between learning the the, the lyrics or the whatever that challenge was mm -hmm. now you have to remember the lyrics and perform it when you're nervous and scared it wasn't that it was you've had months and months to prepare for this performance now a lot of these queens yeah. unfortunately since the birth of Sasha Velour, a lot of them are relying on the reveals. I mean, going into this, I could not tell that either of them had a reveal. Could you? <laughs> no, could you? No, 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 I could I not. I was shocked. No, I yes. Was... They both looked like they were just in their final ensembles. Yes. I. People are focusing too much on the, the element of uh, a reveal mm -hmm. and not loving the song not using the reveal as something that complements your lip sync but relying on the reveal to be the lip sync can I just say something as well just in the sense that like what Sasha Velour did wasn't really a reveal it was like an artistic moment exactly it was it was a moment that happened yeah. as part of her lip sync performance everyone now ever since then is relying on these butterflies that die they're relying on these reveals they're coat relying after coat after coat on, on after like, wig after wig after wig yes why why not just give me a good performance how does that sound like can i just say this uh evie oddly evie oddly's mm -hmm. um edge of glory yeah where she just had the gown and that that look the mask that's all she had evie managed it Yes, Evie, did Evie, really, really well. Evie managed to give a kill-off performance mm -hmm. without this wig reveal and another reveal and a, a coat reveal. None of that. She she felt the music. She felt the moment and she lived the music. Mm -hmm. That's what she did. And that's why she won over Brooklyn. Even though Brooklyn had a better a report card than her, Evie yes. Oddly came in there and she did a good performance. That's yes. all 
you need to do. Now, I'm going to go here. Simone, I've, I've said this time and time again. Simone, I fear for her when she has to dance. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, Simone is not a dancer. She does not know how to make symmetry with her movements. She does not know how to have control. She has none of that. What she does have is a really, really good character and a really mm-hmm. good personality that can play. That's how she won against Samisha Iman's Pleasure Principle. She was she became the, the, the campy artist. This time she relied on a reveal, which the reveal was stunning. I loved that. She, she kind of went from like Fresh Prince to Halle Berry. To Beyonce. Yeah. Which I thought was really, really good. But like, take away the reveals, it's... The it was lackluster. Got Mick, I've always known she wasn't a dancer, but I think Got Mick at least tried to perform more than Simone. Simone was like, I've got all these reveals, I'm gonna mm-hmm. show you reveal after reveal, and Matt's gonna win it. Maybe I'll bop down here, but it was, it was, it was, it was a fashion show, it wasn't a lip sync. I liked how Got Mick's kind of like oversized cape became a train, and then she moved the train. I, I like the sequencing of that. Um, in terms of performance. I feel really bad, but I felt a little bit underwhelmed by both of them. Yes, they both if, were. If, if I do, I have to choose one. Are you going to choose one? I if oh, look, we have to. I hate people that they can't make choices or decisions in life. <laughs> look, I'm going to tell you who won for me. The winner for me in this performance. I want to say the strengths first. The strength okay. of Simone was her reveals and her character yeah she always gives that Simone character which is enjoyable yeah Yeah. I tell you the the strength of Gottmik was Gottmik actually tried to dance Mm -hmm. actually had movements was on the ground was doing things was trying to do a gimme more so performance wise she gave more than Simone Gottmik gave me a bit more of the illusion of representing the video which is set in a strip club and Britney yes and that was like very much Britney's era so if I'm going to go for it I'm going to go first actually now I'm going to I am actually going to go for Gottmik yeah I would give Gottmik, but I just think that it's Simone's the winner for this one. But if it's coming down to performance, I think Gottmik had a better performance. But I think when I'm looking at the whole thing, the thing as a whole, including the reveals, even though I just trashed it, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that they're going to give it to Simone. However, okay. I really feel this might be an Aquaria versus a um, Eureka moment, Eureka moment where they're both going to go to the finale. Okay. Because how can neither of them, how can neither one of them be up there with Candy. How can Candy be better than one of them? That's not allowed. It's not going to happen. <laughs> could, look, can, could Candy Muse win let's have RuPaul's a, Drag Race season 13? Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if right now she is the winner? It would be crazy. It would be, the thing is, yeah, the show knows that it would be too much of a fan backlash if Candy actually won with her track record. It just cannot happen. Let's let's have a look. Let's Let's move on. So the winner was given to Simone... I, Her name's Simone and she's here for the throne. I um I feel really, really bad for Gottmik because I actually, if I had to be very, very honest, mm-hmm. I think and I thought that the winner for season 13 should have been Gottmik. I mean, it, it's, it was... This Th- format, this, look, this format is really unpredictable. Yeah, this that, format is, is an absolute... Russian roulette. This format put Candy Muse in the top two. Now the top <laughs> two exactly. Now we have to go this. The top two is Simone and Candy Muse. Mm-hmm. I want to say this before we look at it. And in typical finale fashion, everyone knows this. We record um the final performance and mm-hmm. the announcement as we we do. Broadcast. You're gonna get a live reaction. We don't know yes. what's gonna happen, dear. So you're gonna see 
Before I want to say this. That, can we talk about Miss Congeniality? Oh yes, Miss Congeniality was given to Lala Ree, which yeah. I, I I love. I love that for Lala. Yeah. She's like really drama free, really sweet, a fantastic narrator, and I can just really really see how she could get you know not fan favorite. In a like Valentina sense, a true Miss Congeniality, the, all the girls love her kind of thing. So good for her. I love that for for Lala. Absolutely. Now I do want to say this: Candy Muse has a chance at winning season thirteen. Now, no, no. Let me finish because I know this already. Candy Muse is a better performer than Simone. Candy Muse is a better dancer than Simone. Candy Muse is a better lip syncer than Simone. I don't know how things are going to happen, but we already know that Simone's going to get the win. But I just, I want to see, does Candy Muse pull a Sasha? Can she pull a Sasha? Can she pull out something so undeniable that they have to crown Candy Muse? And what a good way to shut up the haters and the trolls because I hate those online trolls that are like, yeah, that are so confident on the keyboard. But in, in real life, you see them and they're like, not so bad. Seven-year-olds, the eight-year-olds with Wi-Fi and a password. Can I just say that um, much love Candy Muse, she does not have a chance at winning because RuPaul's Drag Race, as an entity, always pays attention to fan feedback. And they'll be very, very aware of the fact that, yeah, a lot of people have a soft spot for Candy, but nobody really sees her as a winner. Well, Whereas Simone has immense fan backing. I know that. I know that. But let's let's see. Look. You can hear it now. Okay, everybody can hear this. Okay, so we can see Candy in her sparkly white jumpsuit and Simone in this amazing black gown and hairpiece. Till the world ends. Okay, interesting choice. Great song. That you are America's next drag superstar. So the girls are poised, they're ready. They're in contrasting colours. Candy's got these shades on. Don't know what's going on there. Probably a reveal. Probably. It might be a reveal. It Probably. might be a reveal. It might be. I think there's got to be a reveal here. I think that Simone's different. I feel like Simone's hair's going to do something. Um, okay. So, this is a great song. Now, okay. The shades have come off. There is no reveal. It's her eyes. It's just her eyes. This is one of those songs that builds, isn't it? So it's a slow start. Ooh. Nice. Simone goes from Matrix to Bob Mackie. Um, something's going on with Candy's bodysuit as well. There's something under there, I bet. Take it, take no more. Felt like, felt like this before. Who's giving you feels right now? Right now you are, Tom. You're talking too much. (laughs) Come on, girls. Take us to the club. So far, the winner has to be Simone because she's already done a reveal. She's living the music. She's twirling and she chose the right kind of fabric. Like those, like what she's wearing, Tom. Mm-hmm. The uh, tassels all over her body. This beautiful really movement. Working. I just feel like Candy must have something else to pull out other than taking off her shades. She's going to take that whole bodysuit off, I swear. See, she's turned her back and she's going to do it now. She's doing something. She's taking something out. Simone, do that wig reveal that you... Oh, it's the uh, Dominican flag, isn't it? 
Oh, yes, Simone. That hair. <laughs> That's fantastic. What is that? Is this sort of tassels and gold? Beautiful. Both are giving amazing energy. Um, Candy is a really good lip syncer. She really feels the music. Uh, and here we go. Okay, so. The song has ended. Who do you think has won? Okay. So the winner is Simone. I would say Simone as well. Simone's won this. I don't even feel like Candy's heart was in it. I think Candy was there to make a statement, which is, I've got a Dominican flag. I'm dancing for my people. I'm dancing for my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to be here. Simone had a great reveal. She had the wig. It wasn't a dance. It could have been a dance song, but like it's dance. the song really didn't call for too much choreography, I think. It kind of does. What? It's a club song. It's a club song, not a choreography song, Tom. It's very, very different. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, so it was just about who could feel it, who could dance it. I think Simone's won. Look, Simone, My money's on Simone has won. It's Simone just... has won. That's it. Candy's not that done needs enough to, be said. To, to win here. She, did, she took off glasses and she pulled out a flag. Lovely, gal. Good. I mean, nice. But Simone had a lovely reveal. She kind of, what's that banana lady? The black dancer banana lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very um, evocative. Ja, 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 ja. That's with a J, is it? <sighs> we've, we've, my mind has just gone blank. My mind's gone blank. I, I need um, to find out who it is. I'm sorry, my mind's gone blank. I, I'm going to say Jacqueline. It's not even Jacqueline, is it? Oh my god! You look. Go on Google, look for it now. But I'm going to tell you before the announcements even made. The winner for season thirteen is Simone Simonier, and Candy Muse was a very, very close second. Josephine Baker. Josephine sorry, Baker. We've mentioned I her knew. so many times before. I know. I'm I know. Sorry, I'm so stupid. How do you feel about this? Should I continue playing it? Because I, I already know the winner. No, of course we we want to get our live reaction. Like Simone has won. Definitely. We know that. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. Okay, let's just have a quick look. The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, America's next drag superstar is... I mean, it's Simone. I'm not even going to pretend to be surprised. <gasps> oh, God. Simone. Yay! She did it. Yay. That's amazing. I mean, she is the first mainstream drag race girl with two bottom placements, but she's in the four winners club as well. Awesome. I mean, yeah, Simone, Prance. Look, so the winner of season 13, surprise, surprise, is Simone Simonier. How do we feel about her as the winner? I feel good about it. Simone's fabulous. She had so many wins, so many amazing moments from the season. She's a really deserving winner. Yeah. I I would have preferred Gottmik, but at the end of the day, the winner is Simone. And Simone is, she does deserve it. She really does deserve this win. She was a queen. She was amazing. She was vulnerable. Mm. And she just showed her ass out the whole time. And I think that's what made us love her so much. Tom. She's so talented and beautiful and amazing. 
an amazing, charismatic person. Fantastic. I'm happy with this. Yes. Well, yeah. Look, everyone, the winner is Simone Simonier. And I want to say thank you so much to all of our listeners, all of our new yeah. listeners for joining us for season 13. You know what? I hope that you join us again because next week is the release of RuPaul's Drag Race Australia. I'm not going to say no down under. There will I'm be no saying, break. I'm not saying down under because no one from New Zealand <laughs> has uh, written us a review. So, guys, please... If somebody in New Zealand could just write as a, a review, it will shut Paolo up and yeah. we can start saying Down Under again. Yeah, so next week we got Drag Race Down Under. Look, I know you got nothing better to do than to listen to us. <laughs> no, I'm joking. The people that I, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. You thank guys you to our listeners amazing. and our loyal listeners and our building listenership and the people who interact with us. Twitter, Instagram, reviews. We love it so much. Thank you so much, everybody. We're so grateful. I want to say that I love as well that a, a large majority of the listeners as well have children. I just, mm. and there's something about people our age that are listening to it and uh, it just it brings me so much joy. Yeah. Look, lock your kids up uh, put, put them put put them in a the room give them a give them a game boy or an ipad okay the time for drag race in the podcast is your own okay or, pour yourself a glass of wine a gnt and then put us on in the background and just just calm guys. just relax just guys, sit down guys, and just relax and listen to us podcasting and talk to you because we, we're talking for you this is your time this is self-care yes you know just this is look, self-care doctor are you prescribing I am. the gnt I'm to our listeners the podcast <laughs> for all our busy parents out there, there. There we go. Uh, anyway, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Spilling the GNT Podcast. And I know we're going to see you next week. So please join Paolo mm-hmm. and Dr. Tom on Spilling the GNT Podcast next week. But that's us for now. Thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. And congratulations to Simone. Bye. Bye.